So as you know, perhaps, uh, it's long been the tradition here at St. Joe's that on Mother's and Father's Days, St. Joe's mothers or fathers are invited to offer a reflection. And so today we're honored to be hearing from Mr. Maurice Griffin. Good morning, and thank you, Father. So, I write this reflection, I practice it, it times out at 12 minutes. And I happen to mention this to my wife, Kathy. Uh, she looks at me and says in a very loving way, darling, nobody wants to listen to you for 12 minutes. <laughs> and of course she's right. There's a lot going on in today's gospel reading, not the least of which, the disciples find out that Jesus can control the wind and the seas. But instead of focusing on this, I'd like to ask a more basic question. Why were the disciples in the boat with Jesus to begin with? We know at an earlier point in time, Jesus approached some fishermen and said, come follow me. And they did. They dropped their nets and followed him. They said yes, and so began their journey of discipleship. Today, I'd like to talk to you about two areas of our faith, the ways in which we say yes to our families, our church, and God, and secondly, the disciples we have in our lives and how we can be disciples in the lives of others. As Father mentioned, my name is Maurice Griffin. A little background, my wife Kathy and I have been parishioners here at St. Joe's for over 30 years. We've been married for 28 years and have three children, Sean, Sheila, and Kelly. They attended school here at St. Joe's, went on to Libertyville High School, graduated college, and all have jobs. Kathy and I are happy, blessed, and very thankful. If you are a cradle Catholic like myself, we learn what it means to say yes at a very young age. One of the earliest things I remember as a child was attending 7 a.m. Sunday morning Mass with my father. As you can imagine, he didn't ask me if I wanted to go with him because I would have said no. What child wants to get up every Sunday at 6.30 in the morning and go to Mass with his father for the first 12 years of his life? Dad wasn't asking me to say yes, but he was showing me how to say yes. My father is 94 years old and still a disciple in my life. Dad worked the night shift at the local hospital, which left a pretty heavy burden on my mother with three young children. But as busy as she was, my mother was still the most faith-filled person I knew growing up. She attended daily and Sunday Masses, prayed throughout the day, and was always willing to give back when she could. One of my most vivid childhood memories was having to pray the rosary with my mother and two sisters every night. The four of us would kneel around mom's bed and she would randomly select which of her children would say the first, second, and third decades of the rosary. As soon as the first decade was said, that child was able to go to bed. And the same with the second decade. All I know is when I was selected to say the third decade, those nights I didn't pray the rosary. Those nights I cried the rosary. I'd be so upset that my sisters were able to go to bed before me and I was stuck saying all three decades. And most of you probably don't know this, but crying the rosary takes twice as long as praying the rosary. <laughs> my mother didn't ask her children if we wanted to pray the rosary with her. 
but every day she showed us the importance of daily prayer. This Tuesday is the one-year anniversary of my mother's death, and to this day she is still the strongest disciple I have in my life. Not because of how often she asked me to say yes, but because of how many times I watched her say yes. I think when children hear their mother and father saying yes, it makes it easier for them to say yes as well. The first time I had a real choice on my faith journey came in fifth grade when we were asked to become altar servers. It turns out I enjoyed altar serving. I paid a lot more attention at Mass, and I got to know the priest a little better too. When I entered high school, I gave up altar serving as most kids do. I didn't realize it then, but eighth grade was the height, in my, the height of my involvement with the Catholic Church for quite some time. In the late 80s and early 90s, the scandals that plagued the church were all over the news. Like many Catholics, I was pretty angry. It definitely affected my spiritual life. I never completely stopped going to Sunday Mass, but it wasn't a priority either. When I did attend Mass, I wasn't getting much out of it. My spiritual life was pretty much adrift. So sometimes, when we need it most, disciples appear in our lives. A fellow parishioner had been asking me for years to attend a Men's Chirp Legacy Weekend. If any of you know Mike Graham, you know he can be extremely persistent when it comes to recruiting for the weekend. I had said no to Mike so many times, I stopped counting. I couldn't understand why he wouldn't take no for an answer. What Mike realized at the time that I didn't was that my no was meant for that moment or day. He had the faith to keep asking me, even if I didn't. The disciples in today's gospel reading were afraid because they lacked faith. I kept saying no to a weekend because I was afraid to be stuck in a room full of overly religious men for two whole days. I lacked faith as well. I finally did attend a weekend, and of course, all of my assumptions about it were completely wrong. I met some wonderful men, heard some great stories, and experienced some amazing fellowship. One of the most important things I realized during the weekend was that there were many men in attendance who, like myself, were unhappy with the church. But it didn't stop them from giving back. It didn't stop them from helping out. It didn't stop them from saying yes. Today's Father's Day, and I can't think of a better gift for your husband than to encourage him to attend a men's weekend. To the wives and mothers in church today, ask your husband if he'd like to go. If he says no, sign him up anyways. <laughs> I say that only slightly in jest. If you ask the men who have been through a weekend, many will say it was the most important yes they've said on their spiritual journey. So after my weekend and a little reflection, I decided I wanted to get more involved to once again start taking ownership of my faith. I thought volunteering at church would be a good place to start. My mother was a Eucharistic minister, and I figured, I'm already at Mass anyways, I could do this without it taking up too much of my time but God has a sense of humor. So I take the EOM training and I'm told they want you at Mass at least 15 minutes ahead of time. 
Then my wife Kathy decides she wants to become an EOM and we realize we like to distribute the Eucharist close to the pews we sit in. So now we have to arrive 30 minutes before Mass starts to get those stations. Then on top of that, we start walking to church, which means we're now leaving 50 minutes before Mass starts. God does have a sense of humor. Something I noticed about volunteering, when you start saying yes, there's plenty of people that need help in other areas as well. This is especially true at St. Joe's. We have such a dynamic, dynamic parish with so many ministries that can use our help. Shortly after becoming an EOM, I started helping out with the men's weekend. Then Mass in the Park came along, and they needed help as well. Recently, Dan Harris started the Sleep in Heavenly Peace bed ministry. If you're not familiar with it, Dan and his team build beds for kids in Lake County. These kids are either sleeping on couches or even on the floor. I've never delivered the beds, but the men who have describe the smiles and pure joy and the kids who have received them. They're not just delivering beds, they're delivering dignity. Since he started, Dan and his team have delivered over 600 beds and could always use more help. When the pandemic hit, much of the volunteering at the parish came to a standstill. But one area that saw a huge increase in need last year was the food pantry. They went from serving about 100 guests per month to serving over 1,000 in the month of March. That huge increase in demand also required a huge increase in the number of volunteers and donations. I started volunteering at the pantry last fall, and I can tell you the support the pantry received from St. Joe's was nothing short of amazing. If you haven't volunteered at the food pantry, I urge you to do so. It's easy work, no experience necessary, and it's wonderful to see the difference it's making in people's lives. There are so many ways to volunteer at St. Joe's. I've only mentioned a few of them. If you aren't volunteering now, I would urge you to start, start off with something easy and that you would enjoy doing. If you are volunteering now, I affirm you for it and would encourage you to try new things. Someone once said, life begins at the edge of our comfort level. I believe that applies to our spiritual life as well. Before I wrap this up, I need to take a minute and thank Kathy and our children. Many times when you say yes to one thing, it feels like you are saying no to something else. There are times we volunteer as a family, but not always. Kathy and the kids have always been supportive and understanding of the time I spend away from them. So I just want to say thanks and that I love you guys. The Christian writer John Wesley wrote the following. The church changes the world not by making converts, but by making disciples. So how do we at St. Joe's, how do we as members of a faith community take our beliefs and turn it into meaningful discipleship. We don't have to say yes to everything, but I think it's important for all of us to say yes to something. Thank you, happy Father's Day, and God bless you.